0: My sister was so obsessed with that song. She would play it every morning <laughs> for such a long period of time. Honestly, <laughs> I, mean, I never want to hear "Fireflies" by Owl City again. It's not—it's not my favorite. Like, stop playing it. Welcome back to Carpet Time Confessions. I'm your host,
1: Deja. And I'm Tyler. How are you this week, friend? Um, uh, well, <laughs> that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I'm uncertain if I have the answer, um, but in terms of roses and thorns, I should have thought about this. Um, <laughs> my thorn, I guess... I don't know, because I'm about to say that maybe the confusion at work is my thorn, but I don't know if it's a thorn. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's because you're a messy bitch that lives for drama.
1: Okay. Mm, Yes, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just like, I'm not seeking the chaos. I'm not wishing the chaos upon us. Mm -hmm. It's just there and you just living in it. It's just there and I'm living in it um so yeah i feel like that's because i don't think that i actually have any like other thorn like other than like having to work like having a job as a thorn always let's just, just, just be honest is. it just is um my rose um uh i guess well maybe <laughs> like anything good happened to me this week um and the answer is no so i guess my (laughs) rose is going to be the french toast that i ate today because it it was cooked to perfection not too eggy um not too wet it was it was it was just right you made it absolutely not um okay (laughs) i did i did okay cool i made the side though i made the potatoes and i made the bacon okay that's good enough yeah, you couldn't justify spending that much money on two slices of bacon. Like, are you kidding me? Five dollars? Actually, it might have been four. But five dollars? No. Yeah, no. They upcharging for real. No, I can make it in the air fryer and have like no little, little to no effort required. So. And the cleanup.
0: Chef's kiss. So simple.
1: We love them. We do. So what, but what's up with you? What's your rose and thorn? Tee hee hee. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's just get the thorns it's really one but like a mult like a collection of uncertainties is my thorn like there's just too many things that i need to get figured out and fixed mm-hmm. but i really can't until other things happen and it's just the the waiting game once again
1: okay and we all know life. that patience is working on it
0: Yeah, I'm really trying to learn it, and I'm trying to give myself grace because this is the first time I've really, like, tried to learn patience. Like, before, I was just like, yeah, I'm impatient, Mm and then what? But now I'm trying to really fix that, and it is very difficult. I'm struggling, but I'm keeping it together, as together as I can. So, you know. Yes. Work in progress. A work in progress. And my rose would be... Oh, I finished my first week of work officially. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I am just so much happier. I feel like, you know, my sleep schedule for life has always been so garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like worse than garbage. But I feel like I've been getting like good sleep. Wow. Right? That's, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. I never really say that. Um, but I've been getting some really good sleep. And I honestly do think... And I know that I was like off all summer and it's like, you should have maybe gotten some sleep. No. The nerves were still bad. So <laughs> no sleep was gotten. Not good sleep, at least. But yeah. Um, everybody at work has been so nice. I feel... Like, I'm exactly where I should be, even in the moments where I feel like I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing because it's just my first week out here. But everyone is very supportive, very nice. Like, I've gotten invited to lunch. I've gotten lunch on my company, like, three times
1: last week, which was not not in the teaching world. No, man, I got surprised french fries from a coworker and almost (laughs) cried, so... (laughs) <laughs> and you got to take what you can get. You got to take what you can get. Um and one
0: of my coworkers had an art show on Thursday and I went to her art show and her art was amazing, very different, but it was incredible. Um and attached to the art show was something called a wine walk. So what happens is you go to the gallery where the art show is housed and you pay $15 and that is your purchase for like the glass for the mm-hmm. wine walk and the art one local artist designs the glass every week or mm-hmm. not every week. I can't say that. Cause it's the third Thursday of every month. So every time mm-hmm. the wine walk happens, um, a local artist designs the glass, you pay $15 for the glass and then different like shops in deep Ellum, um, have a wine and you can just go in there. Like remember that thrift store that I took you into when you were here and we
1: got that Um, shirt. Yeah.
0: Um, They were one of the places that was like giving out wine. So you just got to walk in there. They, you give them your glass, they pour you up. (laughs) You don't have to buy anything in there if you don't, you know, want to, but it's just a way to like get people out into, into the different stores. Now Mm -hmm. there is this one store that we went into and I feel like, I don't know if me and you went in there when you came to visit, but it's a seasoning store.
1: I do not recall a seasoning store. Okay.
0: It's right next door to the thrift store. I don't think we ever went in the seasoning store, but when I tell you when you come back, I'm taking you in there. <laughs> it is so much seasoning in there. It is so much stuff, girl. And you could taste them. They got little spoons where you could taste the seasoning. Oh. Olive oil, mm-hmm. seasoning, everything. It was. We got to go back in there because I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, this this might be good in my kitchen. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go back. I didn't buy anything, All right. but I am going to go back to the seasoning store. Um, but yeah, the wine walk was really cool. I There was 11 shops. I didn't even make it halfway through. I did go after a long day of work and minimal food. So, yes. you know, I had to choose wisely. But I'm going to go to another one. Um, it was... A lot of fun and I got to hang out with my coworkers, which I'm glad that I'm getting to know them like outside of work and fairly mm-hmm. quickly because they're so nice so
1: wow I absolutely love that for you thanks it was yeah. great
0: this week for our news segment we are not reading the article from education week but it did come from rethinking schools shout out to Dr. Ray she texted me and randomly was like I know. I love your article segment, your new segment that you do. Like, you should read this article. And it happened to be the same day we were recording last time, and it connected Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about a little bit. So I was like, ooh, that would have went perfect, but I'll just use it for next time. But the article is talking about prize as the curriculum. Um, So the title is Prize as Curriculum, How My School Gets Students to Behave. All right. Mm -hmm. Before we even talk about the article, what are some things that your school does to get students to behave? Cross your fingers and hope for the
1: best. tell <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so nothing. They Well, like, no, like, not really. Like, it's, there. yeah, there's like no punishments, really. Like calling people's parents, you know, it's like first you talk to a kid, but then you're like, all right. I'm going to have to call mom now or dad or guardian or whomever. Um, It's mostly that. Mostly really just, like, hoping a conversation will help. Um, uh, Mediations, if, like, things are getting bad between a specific student and a teacher or between peers, they'll do mediations. Um, And then it's, like, literally, like, nothing is working. Then they'll try to do, like, interventions and, like give them, I don't know, behavior plans or whatever. I don't know if behavior mm. plan is the right word, but you seem to know what I'm talking about. BIP, so maybe that,
0: That's what we call them. I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all call them that, but behavior like intervention plan, a bib.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we use the acronym. Uh, I am not a dean and so I am less invested in those things. <laughs> and I generally, knock on wood, don't really have beef with students. <laughs> so haven't super needed to be a part of one, but I have had to like sign off that a kid made it to class on time and like mm-hmm. did their assignment. But if the things don't get checked off, I don't know what the repercussions are like. Right. I just feel like there aren't actually any repercussions. And that's something that they talk about at our school a lot. But what okay. Right.
0: Well, the article is kind of talking about it's given a scenario of a teacher. Imagine it's the, like the first day of school. And you walk into a classroom and the kids have these little like charts on their desk and the teacher is like, "Okay, like I'm going to give you a sticker for everything you do that's well behaved. You get to put a sticker in this box and when you fill it up, you get something right. Mm -hmm. Um, And thinking about the ways that or what that teaches students um, when they have to try and behave to fit into these like oh I'm going to behave because I want I don't know a bookmark when they get the book like, I, I acted good for 25 days for this oh now I'm about to act a fool that is in my opinion how I have always seen them because most of the time let's be real the prizes that you're giving are trash these kids don't want a bookmark a sticker a pencil now they do because they're children and my little kids. They're easy to please. So you can throw something easily like that um, at them. But I want to talk more so about PBIS. Do you know what that is?
1: No, because I thought you were going to say PBS kids, but then you threw an I in there (laughs) and you lost me. Oh, Positive Behavioral Intervention Services. What's that? Supports. Ah, so close.
0: Yes. So, PBIS was something that when we student taught, actually, they used PBIS in the district that we student taught in. Mm -hmm. And maybe just because you're in high school, you didn't see it as much, but I know they talked about it um, a lot. So, what it is, is a national program centered on reinforcing positive behaviors. OK, this quote from the article says the framework underlying the reward system at this specific school where the man was is behaviorism. The idea of shaping human behavior based on external rewards and punishments. PBIS is a more nuanced program with many different facets for affecting student behavior. Um I don't like it. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. And the reason why I say this connects to what we were talking about in the previous episode was talking about classroom relationships mm-hmm. or for what most people would hear when they're thinking about that word classroom management and we talked about last week kind of thinking about the language around using classroom management mm-hmm. um, but how when you have connections in a classroom a lot of the times you don't need systems in place necessarily like this because you don't need external motivators because you have relationships with the kids so therefore they're more invested in their learning they're more uh, susceptible to listen and do what you want and all that jazz
1: yeah did i ever tell you about one of my coworkers' like favorite things to say in our like staff meetings at the beginning of the year or anytime we talk about classroom management or whatever Mm-mm. he is always like and he while he is like kind of ridiculous like a lot of the times and so when i say that you know who i'm talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. um this like th- this point is valid. He said you have to connect before you correct. And like mm-hmm. yes, that is true. Yes. He might need to do a little bit more correcting sometimes, but <laughs> that is true at like a at like a basis because
2: Yeah.
1: Who who are you to tell me to do something? I don't even know you.
0: I literally don't even know you. That's just like a stranger walking up on me like, "Hey, do this work. Hey, sit so down." out hey stop talking leave me alone who are you
1: um have we met
0: do you know my name do, do, you know, do you do you know anything about me like don't don't correct me and so I agree with your co-worker who might need to do a little more correcting um <laughs> that that is very true because I think about even <laughs> some of me and my kids had a very what's the word? I don't even know what word know. to use to describe our relationship but it was I feel like it was very unique. I'm just going to say that for lack of a better words
1: mm-hmm.
0: or word. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. <laughs> we had a very <laughs> unique relationship and <laughs> when I would be like gone or they would have subs and stuff like that, it would be so interesting to hear the types of things that other teachers or other people would say to them. And their first thing would always be, you would never say that to us. They said, think you wouldn't, you would never talk to us. Like, can you believe I have to tell you what this, this substitute or this person or this teacher said, because why would they say that to them? And I'll always have to tell them everybody is not me. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone is not going to, treat y'all the way that I feel like you should be treated or like they don't have the relationship that you have with them so I'm like they don't really know you like they don't know that maybe you never actually talk and because you turn to ask for a pencil that you shouldn't have gotten in trouble like <laughs> they don't know that you're not that kind of kid and so a lot of the times when and that was another thing it, it would make me feel guilty about being absent because mm-hmm. Then I'll be like, oh, this like I already knew which kids is all this child is going to come back and tell me everything. And this this person going to hurt this child feelings and they're going to have some sort of issue. Like it was always something. But I always knew because I knew my kids so well that I would have to like prep them. Like, remember, I'm not going to be here. They might they might not do everything like I do. It's okay. We got to be flexible. And that's a part of uh, My problem that I feel like I low key put into them, like my strictness and particularness of you know doing things a certain way. Mm -hmm. I had to then teach them like sometimes you got to be flexible. You don't have to argue with a substitute teacher because I take you to this bathroom every day, and they took you to the one down there. Like you got you got to learn to roll with some of the stuff and let it go. Um, But I think that again, just speaking to connections and having them in the classroom. It's the most important thing. If you don't connect with your kids, kiss the year goodbye. They will eat you alive.
1: (laughs) Do you know, like... I, this is random I didn't tell it was such a like a fleeting moment but I just remember like my kids um we into class like a little bit early so there was like a minute of them of us just trying to keep them in the room still and not mm-hmm. leave for the bell rings and so like at this point I'm like out in the hallway just trying to corral some kids <laughs> to like not leave and um this kid's like trying to leave whatever and I'm just like well how are you doing and he was like no one ever asked me that wow
0: and I was like oh um. <laughs> that just made me think about something and you can do this because you're still around kids more often It's something I learned in one of my trainings for work this week actually mm-hmm. so we have these kind of different strategies or tools that you can use to like connect with kids and one of them um, was the two by 10 or two times 10 have you ever
1: heard of this? absolutely not I thought you were talking about a piece of wood in the wall
0: <laughs> so what it means is for Two minutes, like say this child, you know, that you started talking to for two minutes every day, have a conversation with them that has nothing to do with school. Do it 10 times Mm -hmm. and see how your relationship changes with that student, um, what you learn about them. It's kind of just like a way to build relationships. And I was like, oh, that's like so simple, but so interesting um, to think about. And so really it's used to kind of deal, or I won't say really it's used for that, but it, it would be helpful to do it with like those kids who maybe don't speak as much in class or mm-hmm. like you haven't necessarily connected with this as just an easy way to get to know other kids in your class who maybe aren't as vocal.
1: Yeah.
0: So all y'all teachers out there, because I'm now a teacher trainer, <laughs> there's a little tip for y'all. Two by it's 10. Time. Okay. Two minutes a day. Two minutes. That's nothing. Two minutes a day talking to the same child 10 days in a row and see how your relationship with that student changes. Interesting. Very interesting, right? I'm learning stuff. Yeah, okay. I love to learn. (laughs) Love to learn. Love to laugh. (laughs) Anything else you want to say about the behavior and management, behaviorism? I mean, I know you said your school is... just living on a prayer.
1: Yeah, that's really that's really what it is. Um, but we genu- genuinely do get some like good kids, and I also kind of feel like that just applies like in gen- I feel like that applies everywhere. Like kids mm-hmm. aren't inherently bad people, of course, unless they're the ones that are in practice to be super serial killers. But other than that, like they're not inherently bad people, and so if you work with kids, they work with you.
0: Absolutely. We are not bad people. We may make bad choices. That's what I always tell my kids when they would get in trouble or talk about people calling them bad. And I would have to do a lot of correcting of them like, no, 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 we're not going to you're not going to refer to yourself as bad. You're not a bad kid. You might have made a poor choice, Mm -hmm. but you're not a bad kid.
1: This week, we are joined by Sashana, who has been teaching in New York across different boroughs for the last seven years. Thank you for joining us, Sashana. Thank you. To get started, we are going to do a word association. Are you ready?
2: Okay, I think so.
1: All right, so I'm going to say a word, and you're just going to say the first word that comes to mind when you hear it.
2: Okay, I'll try. All right? Okay.
1: First word is queen. Fiance. Passion. Teaching. Leadership. Ooh principles okay um growth <sighs> teaching <you. laughs> okay well education Ooh. love all right home warm and unique me sajana all right <laughs> thank you very much
0: All right. So I know that you have taught for seven years total across um, different boroughs. First, just tell us a little bit about what your journey to becoming an educator looked like. Like, did you always want to be a teacher? Was there something else that you maybe wanted to do?
2: Actually, I definitely didn't want to be a teacher. So my sister has been a teacher. Like as soon as she graduated, she just got a job. She's part of that generation Mm -hmm. that getting a job was easy. Right. It was like a Mm -hmm. norm. So she had been a teacher forever and she was making her transition to becoming like more admin. So while she was doing that, I was struggling and trying to find a job in media because I wanted to do journalism and specifically I wanted to work in magazines for fashion and that was a struggle. So while I was struggling money-wise, she was like, look, I have this job for you at this charter school because she, it was like a new experience for her to be at a charter. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they could be flexible at charters. So they kind of like made a position for me. Um, And so I became a teacher assistant, assuming I would just do it for some like extra money, not like I was doing it to be in education. (laughs) And then I (laughs) while I was there because uh, charters are flexible. So they gave me like a class to teach like an elective. And I really enjoyed it. And then I was like, you know what? I think this like is my calling. It might be my calling, at least. And so that's kind of what started me off in education. Could you describe
1: a life-changing moment in your career? In education? Yeah. Like, what was it that made you stay?
2: Doing the elective. Because honestly, I thought, of edu- I thought of teaching. My sister always was like, you should be an English teacher. Like, I see these English teachers. You know your stuff. You should do it. And I was like, absolutely not. First of all, I don't have patience for kids in my mind. That's what I thought. I was just thinking of, like, my experience, of like, how teenagers were with my teachers. I was like, I would never. Mm, that's and, enough right
0: there to you know what I mean? skirt,
2: skirt, okay? Because yes. I don't understand how y'all
0: work with high schoolers. I think about that every day. Like, mm-mm, no, at least little kids, I could, you know, they <laughs> they take me a little more serious, them. And then, look, y'all being young, too, <laughs> I would have to buck up with one of them.
2: Exactly. And I was super young. So I, I, my mind, I was like, look, I just came out of like, I was fairly young when I started. So I'm like, I don't even think I have the maturity for this. I don't have the patience for this. I love English, but I don't think I want to teach it because in my mind, I was picturing it how my English teachers taught English, which was very lectury or taking notes. So I was like, this is boring. I would never want to teach it like that, you know? And so my life changing moment was like her and I had a really, really, really awesome coach that I got from she was working with Columbia's teaching like program which is um it's called CPET and I had that coach and she was super she just like believed in me I don't know why from the rip she just believed in me but she worked with me really closely to like craft this elective that I created and it was basically I titled it reading race based off of a class I had taken in college and essentially we were just like talking about race and like really diving into critical race theory and I got it. I kind of got to make it how I wanted to make it. And also like how I was taught in college more than how I was taught in high school. And my kids were like super into it with me. And we just like had a great journey. And I think that was my t- turning point, because that's when I realized, like, I don't have to teach like how my high school teachers taught mm-hmm.
0: Um, You brought up kind of like a buzzword right now, I feel like, in education with critical race theory, Um, specifically where I am in Texas. As I'm sure y'all know, there is Mm. mess, just mess with that word specifically. Um, So I just wanted to get your opinion. Like, how do you feel now or what do you think? Are y'all having any issues like up there with things with critical race theory coming out of I'm sure not. It's just the South. We struggling, okay?
2: We struggling, yeah. I obviously do not have to worry. I feel like it's not obvious, actually. But I don't feel like it's had to been a worry of mine. I don't know. I can't talk for all New York schools right. because I'm right. from Long Island, and I so most people assume. So I'm from Long Island. I'm I live here. I grew up here. I've never worked in a Long Island school, and most people assume I haven't worked here because it's hard to get a job in Long Island. But I've never even tried because I I grew <laughs> up here, so I knew the vibe of Long Island, and I just was like, that's not my vibe. And um, let me not like, that's just my like stereotype that I'm making. Of course, maybe there are some schools that match my vibe. Don't know, but I don't know if all of New York is like this. But I can speak to more public schools possibly even charter schools in New York City. That's not really a thing we have to worry about because there is New York City and DOE tend to have like initiatives. And one of the initiatives is a big like thing around diversity and talking about race and culture and things like that. So I feel like most schools you enter into New York City, like that's the push they want you to have. I don't know if every teacher necessarily teaches critical race theory in class, but I do know that A lot of our practices are informed by critical race theory, and that's encouraged more in the spaces I've been teaching. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So now at your new position, right? You're at a new school this year, I believe Tyler was talking to me about. Um, What are you still teaching English there?
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, What are some of the kind of like things that you took from what you learned from your coach about like incorporating critical race theory or different just cultural awareness um, into your classroom with your kids because... I know the demographics of your schools in, or most of the kids who attend New York City public schools because you're working in a public school now, correct? Yeah. Okay, so what are some like different activities or things that you've done with your kids that you really like or they really enjoy um, that y'all get to do?
2: Ooh, it's super new at this school, but I can let you know that this school, I picked it because my friend who I first started teaching with, she kind of has a very similar mindset to me and in terms of like just we're like very liberal thinking right we want to push the boundaries um and we just want to teach meaningfully and she also was an English teacher she's now special education but she was an English teacher so she kind of hooked me up with this school but that's the vibe of the school that's why I picked it you know I was wouldn't teach at this point I've been teaching for long enough I'm going to be selective I picked it because it's just not a question if I want to teach certain texts it's encouraged right um so they kind of just they're very like-minded but I don't we're just diving in right now, but I can speak more to like my old school where Tyler and I were teaching at. Um, I did like, I had freedom in terms of how, what I was teaching. And I feel like, you know, like there's no question of the types of texts I want to teach. Right. So even at this school where I'm teaching now, like we're teaching like Octavia Butler. Right. And we're talking about, we're not just like teaching her like as a, as this, like a, this is an author and this is a story, right. We're going to unpack like, deeper um analysis into this where we're going to connect it to like real life in- moments in these uh, students lives and so i'm yeah i just honestly i don't even have experience not teaching in a way where we're teaching just the text like, i'm always mm-hmm. teaching beyond the text i'm always teaching it connected to some type of theory even if it's like we're looking at it a text through a feminist lens, or we're looking at a text through a racial lens, like we're always right. looking some type of lens. I'm not just like, this is a story, and we're done. Let's right? read it. <laughs> right, yeah, and then like, good, you know, and like, we're just, we're gonna look at the story elements, of course, but we're also gonna unpack, like, how does this connect to not just our lives, but how does this possibly connect to like, societal issues, you know, and so that always is the way I've taught. So I've luckily never taught, even if I didn't like the space I was in, I've never taught not connecting it to like life Mm -hmm.
0: I know one of the two hosts is not you know much of a reader but one of us is a reader
1: I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna do too much I'm not gonna do too much
1: every time
0: why I would just like to know what are some of your favorite either authors or texts that you get to I love like although I am an early childhood educator when I read I'm usually reading young adult like novels fiction usually because I just can't get away from it like i just love the innocence and how i think there are so many different things that you can like tie it in to like have texts that kids would really enjoy to read but also like be able to teach them through these different lenses um so what are your some of your favorite texts that you've taught in class or even some that you've just read that you like because we like books over here
2: Yes. First of all, I love books. So, oh, <laughs> um, okay. So I won't lie to you. A lot of my background in English, I wasn't a reader as a kid. Like I always, mm-hmm. tell kids that. And I think they connect to me like that better. um My sister was, and I always used to be like, I used to identify because I would compare myself to. Her, I'm like, I'm not a reader. She's a reader. I watch TV and movies.
0: Wow, and that's what I do.
2: I'm you really. sound like a-
0: just like me.
2: That's yeah, like like me and I, my sister. <laughs> yeah. So because of that comparison, and I think we all do that. Like I was hearing you guys is. Uh, when i was listening to one of your shows we talk about kids not being a math person right we very quickly identify as ourselves as something before like we even really got to explore it so i really didn't even know whether i was really the problem was and obviously it took me some time is because i feel like a lot of the books that people are encouraged me to read were just like boring because they, boring. Not, they were boring and not because they didn't also because the main characters didn't look like me but point blank period they were boring because a person a child like me like i am what the what like this generation like critiques the children about when it comes to tiktok like i was that person just with tv like so for me it's like this book has to be something that i can't find on tv right (laughs) like so babysitters club no because i can literally watch the show so don't give me babysitters club i can watch the show no thank you Nancy Drew, no thank you. So I, in my mind, I'm like, these books, I don't like to read. But it's just that I didn't like to read those books. That's different. Um, but then I started to read certain texts. Um, but I still didn't identify myself as a reader. But I knew, okay, I like this book. So one of the books I think was probably pretty pivotal for me was um, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry yeah. by Mildred Taylor. That book is epic. And I feel like that was a book for me that I couldn't just find somewhere else because essentially it's a book that kind of speaks to like ugh, i forget the time period if it's like 50s or the 60s i feel like it's the 50s but like right it's kind of talking about racial injustice in the south but it wasn't talking above me right so it wasn't like i'm watching like when my when i was younger my parents would like force me to like watch like roots or watch like <laughs> you know malcolm x is like bruh i'm five i don't know what i'm watching <laughs> you know like I don't get it. But then like this book, let me get it. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I can understand better. Like she just has a way of making you as a child, get what's going on around your got your or get what your history is behind Mm -hmm. like American history or black American history. So that was pretty pivotal, but I still didn't feel like I was a reader, but it was like something that opened the door. And then I think it wasn't until I had read, um, I know why the cage bird sings. My Angela is my favorite person of life, like favorite author. Um, it's always my dream to eventually like teach an elective like that just focuses on her at some point in my life. But she probably was the most pivotal author for me. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I do like to read because I really connected um, with her writing and I still really connect with her writing um, and her poetry and her books, everything. Um, but I can go on and on about books. So <laughs> if you d- steer me, I can go.
0: <laughs> I love to hear that. Thank you for sharing. Um, so, we talked a little bit about you moving from like schools, um, positions, even different types of schools. I want to know, and I think it's something that a lot of teachers in general struggle with like, how do you know when's the right time for you to like move? Either positions, schools. How do you figure that out personally? And like, mm-mm, time to go. What's next?
2: Oh, okay. That's a good question. I mean, I've had to leave her. Um, because before I started working in schools, it's just my personality too. Like it's just jobs. Right. And so when it comes to jobs, if I feel like I'm not passionate about it anymore, it's really hard for me to want to work because I'm not somebody who like, I don't like work to live. I like, what is it? I don't always mix up that same but like I'm not like a work 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 kind of person like I like to relax I like to take naps I like to sleep you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so (laughs) if I'm gonna be committed to something like it has to be because I'm like oh there's a meaning to it I feel like I'm purposeful and I don't really feel like that in most jobs so in general if I'm in a job and I feel like I'm like I can't contribute to anything like this doesn't match my vibe I have to go because I know I'm gonna turn very lazy and then like that's just like a wrap for me so anytime I just feel like There's no, like, it feels unpurposeful. I realize I got to start to make that transition. I do it smartly, though. Like, I don't just, like, leave and I know I don't have no money. Like, wait till I, like, have something lined up. But, yeah, as soon as I realize, like, I can't add anything to the community of that space, then I have to go.
1: I know that you used to work in charter schools before you made a shift to public school. What
2: was it that made you make that shift? Oh, man, because, you know, charter schools are so complex uh, for so many reasons. Obviously, I, uh, I wasn't into education. So, like, my understanding of education and public school versus charter school, like, I had a very minor understanding of, like, what was the issue between those two spaces. I had done, like, a I was really into journalism. So I had, when I was in college, I had done, like, this big... Like article, and I researched like different schools in New York City, so I kind of had a better understanding of like what's really the issue between public schools and charter schools and independent schools a little bit, but I didn't really get it. Um, but then working at a charter school, it's so complicated because I just feel like a lot of the people who's on the board of charter schools don't really know much about schools and don't. More importantly, they don't know much about the kids. They don't look like the kids who are at the charter schools. They don't mm-hmm. send their children. That's the number one thing I always pay attention to when it comes to schools. And I actually like about my school right now, because that's the first thing the principal said. He's like, all of our teachers send our kids here. and You got to pay attention to that. And I was like, yep, that's something I pay attention to. Like, you have to pay attention to do the teachers and the admin, and all these people. Do They even send their kids to these schools. Mm-hmm. Most times... You have a lot of like white admin right in these charter schools or like higher ups and then like when you look at the school all you see is black and brown folk and i'm like hmm something doesn't add up right and it just doesn't it doesn't feel nice to be in those schools because a lot of the times you end up feeling like you're being like more of a disciplinarian than you are being a teacher mm-hmm. not all charter schools though i want to make it clear like i did teach at a charter school originally the first one i taught at It didn't really have that kind of a vibe. I really do find that it tends to be in more network schools where they blow up and there's like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. but still that's typically the vibe of charter schools you know they're very much like they love teach like a champion type of theories and like oh
0: lord you know what Amen. I mean and
2: it's like, all that vibe and it's like yuck. this book for me I'm just gonna keep it real it feels very racist like I don't like this it's something when I was in Hunter I like literally my teacher my professor who I loved like was like promoting the book and I was like oh no and like we went through a whole discussion and she was like you know what I'm no longer gonna promote this book don't love like if you kind of use that book as like a framework for your philosophy I already know we just can't mesh
0: and that was one of the like the district that I just left when I left my job well one that was the only district that I ever worked for but they started to do a book study like during the pandemic. First of all, nobody reading this book. Let me tell you, (laughs) I might have some extra time on my hand, but I'm not reading that book. You really have me messed up because I no, that's not it. And so that book collected dust in my classroom for like two years. Why? Because we never did no book study like we shouldn't have. I was like, whose idea was this? Oh, this is a district initiative. Put me in. Put me in, coach. No, it's not. Let me tell y'all why we're not reading this book. That's my problem because I want to be in charge, but I don't. But like nobody 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 thought about this just a little bit. Like we could, we could use something more authentic. There are so many books out there, but y'all are still so far behind. And that might be just another part of me being in Texas, particularly. But I feel like so much is just behind. Like why we need to catch up real fast. We're (laughs) we're losing it,
2: Texas though, because I'm not. I don't like that's still. Like, uh, I, um, worked with, uh, what do you call it? New York city teaching fellows, like for the summer, I never did teaching fellows, but I, I was like, a I forget what they call it, like a lead instructor. And I remember that year is when they made it a point to be like, we are no longer using this book. But the point being is it, it was a book cause they realized it was problematic. Right. And like people would make complaints, but like, it's still a book that you get for like when you, i possibly, we got it Tyler at our job. I do think I, think I, I, I feel have like I read it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't read it, but I, I feel like it. we got it for free. I feel like I've gotten that book. I where is it in some thrift store? But like, I've gotten that book for free in like several jobs, and I've only worked in New York. And like, it's a thing. I don't think I know. We try to be like, oh, in the north or in New York, we do all these progressive stuff. But like, I think we talk about it more. But I don't know mm-hmm. if we necessarily implement it more.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like the putting it actually into practice is not really what's happening there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about resources from the different perspectives of schools that you have worked in charter versus public. Did you see a difference in like the types of resources or the amounts of resources that you had when you were in a charter school um, versus a public school? Cause I know here, I have a friend who recently just started working in a, charter school here, but she talked about the amount of, like, resources that they have that she didn't even get at her public school um, that she worked at, which is, like, the biggest public school here, Um, and I was, like, y'all didn't have, like, I mean, basic stuff, like, you don't even have like a book in your classroom. (laughs) Not one. You didn't have one book. All that money that district getting, they can buy you one book. I don't like that. So what do you think was the difference in the allocation of resources in charter schools versus public?
2: So like the public school I'm at works really differently because we have so many resources to be quite honest, but I'll just talk about in the past- of, for what I know, charter school has a lot of money. It just has a lot of extra money. Like to the point where when I was at uh, one of the schools, they were like making a joke about how much, because kids lose pencils, how much money they invest in just pencils. And it was like this crazy number. And I was like, damn. And I'm like, and this is before I like started full blown working there. Like literally I used to like, there would be a closet I'd enter into and it was like staples. It was a big closet of just like any resource I wanted, I'm going to get it. And so just even t- in terms of just like that kind of resource in terms of like curriculum and lesson plans or coaches like they just take it way more seriously I realize in a lot of charter schools because I feel like I I feel like a lot of people in charter schools they came from a foundation of like where you're saying like your friend came from where they're like yo we got no support no help so they like hyper focus on making sure to get resources um and support and so like and they have a lot of money to pay people to make those resources, right? Like, in public yeah. schools, it's like, if you're in a public school and you want resources, your principal has to pay money for that. And, like, that depends on how much money they have and how they spend their money. If you're in a charter school, that's already in the budget because somebody literally is in charge in some charter schools, right? And they're in charge of making their curriculum or they're in charge of writing lessons or they're, you know what I mean? So there's just a lot where... They have a budget for coaches. Right. And they really and they really talk to the coaches about what they need to help you with. I found that when I was in the public school, at least the last one I was at, it's like you get a coach, but like they don't really take it seriously. They don't really know what you're working on. Your principal don't even know what you're working on. So there's not like a targeted focus curriculum. Yikes. Don't know where that was at. Um yeah like you just I was like just a very stark difference (laughs) when I was it was just funny because Tyler and like a group of them one time were in a meeting and they were all talking and I just thought I was struggling and I'm like oh maybe it's just me and they were all talking about like how they just got no support in terms of curriculum and how a lot of them didn't know how to write curriculum and I was sitting there like you don't know how to write curriculum but you're teaching Mm -hmm. so what are you what are you teaching like what are you what are you doing every day what do you i'm like Mm -hmm. does anyone understand how alarming that is and i know everyone just said it like i know they were alarmed but i don't think everyone understood how (laughs) alarming that is especially as a new teacher to hear that you're telling me as a like from young to old you know what i mean and that was the thing i was like oh i kind of expected the younger teachers to say that it was the older teacher saying that where i was like so so what are you doing then every day what's the unit looking like if you don't know how to write a curriculum that's wild to me because i started off with somebody helping me with the curriculum and not even just by myself like sometimes we would go as a crew like as an English department we would like literally help each other with the curriculum and like do stuff and I so it was just wild to me to think that like obviously I was struggling but I figured no one was helping me because I was a new teacher and then to realize like oh none of us get help cool (laughs) so (laughs) that was it is definitely a very big difference I guess in terms of the budget and also just not even just budget, but also just like the focus that certain public schools have when it like not realizing how important it is to make sure new teachers, especially either get curriculum or get support to write curriculum. You were
0: talking about like having people to support you and like the writing of the curriculum Um, And teams and stuff like that. So I want to shift a little bit and talk about like work relationship dynamics in your buildings that you have been in. Have you felt like you have been on teams or worked with people who shared the same mission and values with you and like, oh, let's work together. Let's collaborate to do these things to get it done. Or have you been in spaces where a lot of that has fallen on you um, individually because I know it differs a lot from place to place just depending on who you're working with but Tyler yeah, I don't know. it
2: did <laughs> differ from place to place so I always tell Tyler like if I started out where we were at I would have been like I'm done because really the best way you learn is through not just like people who are admin or coaches but also just from your colleagues. Like sometimes even when I was mentoring last year, I was mentoring new teachers and I would like encourage them like, yo, your biggest support is each other. Right. Because no one will kn- even though I can kind of remember what you're going through, no one's really knowing what you're going through other than each other. So, like, I just remember when I started at each space, like my biggest support was, of course, people who had years of experience, but also just like a lot of us were new. We would like help each other and support each other. Um Yeah. Honestly, every place I went to up until I went to the school that we were just at, I was just at, um, but like, yeah, I always like created, even I think of uh, my first school I worked at, not originally, but my sister was like kind of a, she helped make a big shift in that school. So she hired a bunch of new teachers. So like we kind of all like helped each other and supported each other. And we would like we would literally like I stayed in that person's classroom or they would stay in my classroom when we had an off period. And like we became each other's like co-teacher, essentially, even if it was just like to be like, yo, chill out to the kid, you know, to help each other out. Um, so we like really helped each other. Um, we we're like really a team. And, um, but I, of course I've been in spaces where I felt like I was like an island by myself. Like I was just figuring stuff out and just struggling by myself.
0: Mm. Tyler, any, <laughs> any thoughts on what what I'm hearing from what she's saying is it's time for you to jump ship.
2: Yes. I, t- I listen. That's the last text I texted Tyler because like, and the problem is, is that luckily I have comparisons. Like if you stay mm-hmm. in a school like i can only envision i don't even know this is my imagination right like if you stay in a school where you don't even know what it looks like like i can say i can i can think that tyler teaches really well and like our other friends but i actually don't know no because i didn't really see right like right. i i base it off of which just always a good way to base it off of students right that also is like a really mm-hmm. good resource but also, I need to see it because, of course, I have a different perspective than a student, too. Mm-hmm. And I've never been in a space that, like, not forced. Because, mind you, I didn't force, nobody forced me and my friends to, to go in each other's class. We naturally, organically did that and mm-hmm. helped each other. And, like, that really created, that helped us. Like, it was a support system, right? And it also helped us build our practices because I'd be like, oh, I need to do that in my class and vice versa. And at the school that Tyler and I were at, like, I feel like, especially because that's pretty much where a lot of you guys got most of your teaching experiences you don't even know what it looks like to like get that extra support or what it looks like to like be in each other's classes when it's not a co-teacher just being in your class or what it looks like to plan with each other you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's just a, it's wildly different
1: Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> speak to the people yes. uh, <laughs> I got nothing um, <laughs> get on
0: my nerves Hi. my nerves
1: Well, that, yeah, that makes sense. I always do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Shame. Well, I don't look. I show up to work. I do
2: a job. Is it done well? Who's to say? That's the part I don't like. It's the who's to say part because I don't want you guys to leave this place. And I would tell the new teachers, like, to think that, like, there's not a way for you to know. Like, there's a way for you to know what you're doing is not effective and, like, You shouldn't be just, like, everyday winging it and be like, I I think that was effective. Like, no. That's horrible to me. Like, I had a coach (laughs) my first years of teaching. Like, she would come in and out, right? Because, like, also a thing is, is, like, if you have too many people in your class, you lose your power. Totally get that. But, like, also sometimes you need people in your class to be like, that was not great. Like, I used to, like, when I first started teaching – I was talking to these kids like I was like chilling, like I was like low voice, like, hey, what's up? You know, like I'm not projecting, I didn't know what that what that even was. I'm like, and then my sister and the coach came in and it was like, but they didn't say anything, but in their head they were like, What the hell is she doing? And then later they were like, Okay, no, 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 no. We're not that was a great lesson and everything, but absolutely not. And I remember my sister, the coach being like, Yo, you have to practice projecting. So we practiced that one. Two, I remember I had a lesson. And my sister taught, like, a whole other tougher subject. She's a, she was a social studies teacher, right? But, like, mm-hmm. if you could teach good, you could teach good. And, like, if you it's it's your pedagogy, right? And so she was like, right. yo, send me your lesson, the same lesson you just did. Send it to me, and I'm going to show you how I would do it. And I sent it to her, and she came in the next day and did it, and I was like, oh, shit. That was, that was <laughs> just the same thing I just did. And it was just like, that was so different than what I just did. And it made such a difference. Or even, like, sometimes I'll say, if I, like, last year like a superintendent was coming up like cam look over my lesson real quick and she would like change little things for me and i'd be like oh shoot i didn't even think of that like that was so much like so brilliant you know what i mean like wow okay because sometimes i can be very teacher heavy like right and i want to make it more student-centered and she's always she always knows how to make it more student-centered and it's just like little things and then it's like that quick reminder just allowed me to like okay cool now i can reset my practice to like make sure all my lessons are teacher-centered that's like important, so like I know what it feels like to be effective, and I know when my lessons feel ineffective, and I know when they're just basic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: Why and like that, yeah, yes, and, and. yes, and you gonna quit that job, yes, and that, uh, <laughs> yes, no, yes, and next subject is what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all
1: right. Wow. I don't know why I get attacked so frequently. It's
2: because uh, we're going to have to peer pressure her, this is it?
1: Peer every pressure, this child,
0: <laughs> let me tell you, the pressure of God couldn't move her.
2: <laughs> I'm tell you, Those
0: feet, baby, those feet are planted. They are stuck. Oh, stuck for no up.
2: reason. We don't get her there, though. It's okay. You know, um... <laughs> Not you, not you. Wiping your <laughs> own sweat, <laughs> like I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, she don't.
1: Um, I do not know. I don't know. I don't know. And you know, what can you do? Um. Anyway. <laughs> so, how long do you see yourself being in the classroom? Like, how long?
2: Oh, okay. So funny. I thought like forever, to be honest. Like it was funny because last year around this time. We my first like I have a little teacher crew from my first job and we all like met up well we didn't really meet up, we did like a video thing. And we were all talking and like two of them, it's four of us, two of them are like, yeah, we're quitting. Like we're transitioning out. We don't know what we want to do. And then like my friend who I got this job from, we work at the same pool. She was like, what? And I was like, what? (laughs) Why would you do that? Like we love teaching. And then by summertime this year, I was like, yeah, no, I'm transitioning. I was telling my friends who don't teach. I was like, yeah, I don't really know. Like I might have to transition out. I don't know about this. But then I'm not going to lie after just two weeks so let's hope that keeps up I was like oh my gosh I forgot this is how teaching can feel like you know because sometimes certain jobs can make you like forget like oh it, this is actually it can be fun right? <laughs> it can be like not the most stressful and so I don't know let's see how this year goes though <laughs> and then I can update that question because hopefully a long time but who knows
0: that's mm-hmm. something that I think about all the time Now being out of the classroom, I'm like, damn. Should I have went somewhere else? Like, should I have given it another try with another, you know, set group place, Mm -hmm. all of that? But then I'm like, hell no, bye. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) No, that wasn't it. Mm -mm. I'm I'm good where I'm at. I do miss it a lot. Like so much of me every day still like craves that. And I also think maybe just because it's a different like speed. Like teaching is so like fast paced all the time. Like mm-hmm. you get used to making or good teachers get used to not. That's no shade okay, to you. What? Don't look like that. Oh, okay. just... I was just saying. See, she always thinks something is an attack.
2: She's like, am I not a good teacher?
0: <laughs> <laughs> good teachers is what I was about to say. They usually like. You know can be flexible and you're quick quick on your feet you can think and figure out how to shift and change things and not working around kids Mm. like work is so slow and I'm just like that's very like very different um for me but I do think that um everything you said was extremely valuable about having to like just figure out your place right um But even thinking about when I was considering like leaving my school to go teach somewhere else, I can't tell you how many teachers in that building were like, why? why are you going somewhere else? It's just going to be the same somewhere. Like you're miserable. You're miserable. And the way that you talk about this makes me not want to do it. And then you're looking confused why people don't want to teach. Baby girl, they heard you. They heard, <laughs> they heard what you said. They're running now. You've ran them all away. So um, I think that was really a great way to put it to, you know, give the people some hope.
2: But I will also never... just not in teaching though. Like uh, cause because I didn't start my career in teaching, like I had a couple jobs for teaching. It, you can get complacent anywhere. And people will tell you that anywhere mm-hmm. you're at. Like, why? It could not get better anywhere. I don't know why people have that that thought process and mm-hmm. I don't know why they spread it. Like keep it to yourself. Because <laughs> it can get better somewhere, like that's a lie. And if it doesn't leave, like you are not trapped to any job. Like, oh my gosh, I've had so many jobs and I'm not <laughs> even like, you know what I mean, not old. Like my mom will always tell me my sister, because my sister leaves a lot too. And like, she'll be like, if it was me and I was getting that money because my sister gets some nice money she's admin. she would be like, mm-hmm. I was making that money, I would just stay. And <laughs> I'd be like, damn, mom, like you can't just tell her to stay if she's not happy. Like, because that's a mindset of people. And like, no, don't listen to that because now she's at a place where she's way happier. It took her some time to get there. And I'm at a place where hopefully I'll be much happier. I feel like <laughs> it is there so far. Um, but like, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. Everything really is just timing. I feel like you're exactly where you need to be. You need to be out of the classroom for some reason. And if you need to be back in it, you'll be routed back.
0: Thank you, girl. That was exactly what I needed. So ha ha to all those people who tried to get me to say, You heard it first. Shoshana <laughs> supports what I'm doing. So that know. matters. Um, we talked a little bit about leaving the classroom, and I have this strong feeling that I might know the answer to this question already. But
2: do you think you would ever leave New York? Ooh, probably not. I feel like hmm. the only place I would leave and go to it would like it would just be in the north, so it wouldn't be very far. Like I'd go to DC, or like <laughs> maybe Philly. You know what I mean? But I probably wouldn't like make a home anywhere here because it's what I'm, especially after the pandemic and all the stuff that was happening. I mean, racial stuff is always happening. But you know what I mean? It was like heightened obviously within mm-hmm. the past few years. I'm like, everywhere is bad, but I know this bad. Like I Long Island's obviously not super progressive, but I know these people here. You know what I mean? And like, do I wanna learn other folk who don't look like me? Probably not at this age. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um maybe when I was in my like younger twenties, I was like up for the challenge. So like this is what I'm the most comfortable with. I also even like you talking about like oh in Texas they're talking about critical race theory nope I don't even want to deal with that I want to teach whatever I want to teach nobody talks to me about nothing because then I'm just not going to teach because then that's just boring um, so probably I would stay in New York but I would like to like do a year in like London you know what I mean like teach other places but like mm-hmm. home home probably is going to just end up being New York okay yeah. okay what oh that's interesting because you are not from new york i want to hear this answer mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> to the mic, so. um i
1: you know i don't know like <laughs> you know that i literally just don't know where i'm gonna be and what i'm gonna be doing okay
0: um do you think you're gonna forever be in the classroom
1: um. Uh, no, we all know the answer to that is no. Okay. You know, I just no idea, but probably not. Um. And again, I don't know if that is because of the one singular experience yeah, it that it I've is. had. I
2: can tell you at <laughs> least for now. Yes. Like, teaching can we're... be fun. I at least want you to feel it be fun, and then tell me that nah, I still don't love it. <laughs>
1: yeah maybe I don't know who knows I still got a bunch of crap to figure out you know my license expiring and all that uh, fun stuff
0: yeah we need to figure that out soon because I already told you (laughs) what we not doing let me just tell you about my lovely friend here
1: Uh
0: -uh. last minute queen okay what I'm not doing is when that phone ring July 1st Uh and you scrambling to figure everything out I'm going to just hang up on you. I'm telling you now.
2: You're going to have to revisit it. Yep. I'm going to hang gonna up. I'm going to call back.
0: But I just want you to know, when you think about what the actions that happened that day, just know I told you that I was going to hang up because I'm not trying to deal with your mess. Your last minute mess, specifically. But she's still going
2: to deal with it. She just wants right. you to feel for a second that like you have no one. I'm like, <laughs>
0: not this again. Didn't I tell her three years ago? Because I've been telling her that long.
1: <laughs> but you know, uh, famously, my problem is procrastination.
2: Famous, mind, but woo. The she way that procrastination works with the way I need money is just like, you know, because like, woo, I'm a procrastinator. That's why I tell you, like, if you said 15 more minutes, perfect, that works <laughs> for my lifestyle. But also, I know there's certain things that, like, okay, you cannot procrastinate on this. Mhm. You need okay, I'm a, I am I am have always been a procrastinator my whole life. <laughs> and like you have to by now have known how to work with your own procrastination.
1: Um I'm <laughs> you know, I mean, I am still alive and I have a job, so it's you know? No. just giving you no. haven't learned how to work with your own procrastination. <laughs> no. 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 Uh it's really just every day. Also, vibes. if
2: you got the job the way I got the job, that took no level of procrastination away from me because that was immediate if it was if it was like me.
1: Um y- like you yeah. applied
2: and you just got it.
1: <laughs> well I got an email and then I said, Yeah, I'll come do an interview and then uh, then they they hired me.
2: Right. Right. So your procrastination wasn't even slightly bothered to get this. So that was bare minimum. It's now keeping your license.
1: Yeah. That is a problem. And that is a ticking clock. Clock is ticking. How much time you got?
2: And then she didn't even mention the 10-year part. The the more pressing part before even the... Actually, at this point, now you've made it almost now line like you're having both <laughs> pressures. Are, now you've made it so that they're both a pressure at the same time
1: they are converging um, and they didn't have to they didn't i could have enrolled in school long ago but Dude, i didn't I like
0: this i like her i like this inside little info i'm getting mm-hmm. she got the she got the yeah tell me how she really been slacking
2: because realistically, I've been finished my master's, so yeah. tenure is now the only thing I got to worry about, which, yes, my procrastination way it's set up is, yes, that's, a it, that's like, you know, that's going to be a thing. But at least I checked off the one box. Ooh.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, no boxes have been checked off. Uh, it's not great. It's not looking good. <laughs> uh
0: that's alright. You always got a place to live here with me, so I'm ready to accept you when you're ready to move. I've just been waiting <laughs> if I have to wait until July. I've waited four years, so I mean, why not <laughs> wait another? But, you know, this might be happening all in my favor, so I'm not going to even get on you too much. Like,
1: no, wait a she minute. didn't do
0: none of this stuff because she was supposed to move down here with me, and now I'm happy. So, sure. we'll revisit July to see if I'm still happy, and if not, Maybe we'll be a one-man show.
2: Ooh. Oh, just wow. Just kidding. Her. Oh, wow. she oh. you off the show.
0: <laughs> just kidding. I would never. hmm But I do want you to move here still. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I tell her that every day, and she just looks like that at me, like, I wish she would yeah. shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop saying that. I don't care what you want. Yeah,
1: that that's cool. not true all right wow (laughs) wow once again we circle back to me being attacked um you take it so well though okay yes yes
2: that's
0: true nobody else would I be able to give this imagine if I did this to my sister (laughs) yeah be for real she would be so upset right now so only because I love you do I give it to you just like this um
2: (laughs) I'm so
0: sorry. I just thought about that time I was on a train. Oh, please. <laughs> she will literally... She will kill you if you bring that up. Be- either- are you the older sister? No, she's younger. Both of my sisters no, are younger. So
2: you're the older sister. Oh, yeah.
0: I am so the You're oldest. annoying.
2: Yes, I'm the younger sister. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, now, I'm getting guilty. attacked. No, the lack of a filter older sisters have is like, okay, okay. Yeah, because you do be eating her up. It's like, I get that we're siblings, but I know you could never be out in the streets talking to people like this. This is Chris's wild. I get it.
0: I'm I'm going to take that. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to take that because sometimes I have to be like, Deja, that was too much. She, she couldn't take that. Like, you should have said that differently. I get that. I get that occasionally. Um, but she loves me and she's mean too. So we work. We love each other in a very angry way sometimes. Tyler is always a witness to it.
1: Yeah. 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 Sometimes I get a little bit of a fallout.
0: It's not coming from me. And no. sometimes you put a little bit of the anger in there too, because she she gets on your nerves too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say it. Oh. Go ahead, say it. Don't lie. Don't make me be the one when she listens to this. that I'm getting called to yelled at.
1: Sometimes she really just needs to be for real. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Love you, Taylor. Love um, you so much.
0: <laughs> all right. Do you have any more questions for her before I ask her her last, like, wrap-up
1: question? Um, No. Just super appreciate that you came and joined us today. Thank you. Yes, it was lovely. I loved your insight,
0: and it was so positive. You just, like, are a ray of sunshine. I don't oh, know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but... You were more than what I was expecting. (laughs) Thank you. Um, All right. The wrap up question is, I want to know what is something that teaching has taught you about yourself? Something you've learned through these seven years that you didn't know and that you think you can um, give credit to teaching?
2: Uh, two things that I'm far more patient than I thought, at least when it comes to children. Um, and also actually it taught me how I'm not patient when it comes to adults. I didn't feel like I really realized that because I really wasn't interacting with kids that much to be honest, especially not teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I realized, cause again, I told you, I originally was like, I would never be patient with kids. These kids is wild. And I'm actually very patient, but then it made me juxtapose how I am with adults and how not patient I am with them and how I have to like, right? Like you have to give grace to everybody. And I have to like, that's something I work on. Wow. And then, that's
0: really crazy. <laughs> we are really so similar. Like I, Tyler knows I have zero the patience is in the negative. Like mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I might be at like two
2: now. Yeah, but all man, my it's life. Like add that like I'm in my head, knowing like, oh, that was really rude, trying to like you didn't even give me a chance. <laughs> but it's too late. Like you know, when you're in it, you're in it. It's it's done. And it's like, what might be like my bad within the same combo. So yeah,
0: no patience for adults. Infinite patience for children always.
2: Yes, and I think kids are adorable. And then. Second, my principal actually just said this and I thought that was really nice. Like, I think the, and I feel like I probably missed saying that point, the thing that something that like when I graduated college, cause I had taken a lot of classes when it comes, it came to like talking about race and like talking about like, uh, social justice. And, um, I always was trying to figure out <laughs> like, I love fashion and probably now I can envision how I could act, like do that. But at the time I couldn't understand how these two passions of mine would coincide. And so I think what teaching made me realize is I can be like, like, I'm an activist, like, but just like as a teacher, right. And so I kept singing, thinking like, all right, I'm a teacher, or I'm a this. And then like, how do I figure out how to like, do things that help the community? And like, this is my way of helping the community, or at least one of the things I do that help the community. And so that's what I've learned about myself. Like I am an activist because of the way I teach, at least that I am in my way.
1: Wow. Amazing.
2: That was great,
1: <laughs> Tyler, I hate you
0: so much.
2: What? what?
0: <laughs> amazing!
1: It, it, it is amazing.
0: It was amazing. Everything was amazing. All of your answers. You were an incredible guest for us to have. I'm so grateful um, for you to come and share your story with us. Um, any last remarks, questions, concerns?
2: no but I've been listening to your podcast because okay now I got a two hour ride home and Tyler knows I just got into podcast probably like last year and mm. now I have put you into my it's not a very long one but my podcast rotation <laughs> I'm loving it and I can't wait to keep hearing more episodes you are too kind
0: thank you so much <laughs> I'm so glad somebody would want to listen to us talk for two hours
1: <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that because why <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's no. really why we get on here so just bad. saying whatever all right well no. thank you so much what a thank great you. time
1: you ready to get into the pop culture segment i am always ready to get into the pop culture segment
0: yes what you've been listening to
1: I'm going to say Stick Season. Did I already say Stick Season?
0: I'm not sure. I don't believe so. That sounds very unfamiliar to me.
1: Okay. I was, I hope that I didn't say this. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say Stick Season by Noah, maybe Kahan. Kahan, I actually do not know how to pronounce that last name. Okay. Can you give me a genre? Uh. <laughs> what what's that one it's not hoot and holler but uh it's not hoot and holler stomp and clap what's the one (laughs) like actually okay i actually don't even think that this fits into that genre the thing that i'm thinking of in my head is like mumford and sons you remember that song ho hey Mm i used to Um, like that song yeah that one is called like stomp and i think that genre is like stomp and holler or something okay um never heard of that but but i love learning and I don't even know if this necessarily fits into that category, but I just really like this song. Um, it yeah, it's like a little. It's not funny, but like it a little bit is funny because one of the lines says, uh, "Doc told me to travel, but there's COVID on the planes." Okay. And it was honestly that line that made my ears pay attention to the song. <laughs> so, "Stick Season" by Noah Kahan or Kahan.
0: Okay, I was doing a little preview. Mm-hmm. Um, it does give hey ho ho hey I don't know the name of it but it definitely gives that vibe so I definitely see why you said that because that's what I got from that too
1: okay. what song are you bringing for the people? so
0: I am bringing something old but I listened to the song yesterday mm-hmm. while me and Deja were having wine and then it made me remember how much I loved it it came on Pandora it is um by Snow Allegra. And the song is Find Someone Like You, which I'm sure you have heard that song before. I know you've heard it before. I'm not gonna sing it because let me tell you. <laughs> it's not in my range. I got a, about a good, I don't even know, whatever you would say this is. That's my uh-huh. range. Right. It's not in there. It's just a, a wee bit to the the right. Okay, Okay. But it's a very cute like lovey Romance
2: song. Okay,
1: I know
2: you've
0: heard it. I know you've heard it before.
1: You are so confident, and I literally have no, <laughs> no yes, idea. I'm
0: about to play it right now. You know exactly okay. what the song is.
1: My song like you.
0: you never heard the song? i Have not heard the song?
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Well, okay. Maybe you <laughs> haven't heard the song before. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. So, you know, go give it a listen. I love Snow Allegra. Mm -hmm. I hope she's not problematic. (laughs) But I really do love her voice. I'm not going to say I love her. I love her voice. Okay. I love her music. We're going to keep it at that because I stand one and one only. Okay. All right. TV. TV. Let me go first. Okay. I have been watching, as of yesterday this show that honestly i saw i don't know where i saw so many people talking about it from other than one of my friends from elementary school shout out to elantra she actually produced um the newest season of the show 60 days in it -hmm. comes on annie but i'm watching it on hulu so i haven't watched the season that she produced yet because i was trying to you know, get a feel on Hulu first while I sit through those commercials on (laughs) (laughs) A&E. You know, I'm impatient. Those commercials Mm -hmm. really be killing me. But I started with an older season on Hulu first, 60 days in. If you don't know what it is, it is a prison show because I like (laughs)
1: sadness.
0: (laughs) Um, Where people who are not in prison go to prison willingly. And they're trying to, like, get information. Like, it's not just I'm here for shits and giggles. No, you have now become an agent and you're an op, basically. You're in there on the inside trying to get information to take it back to the sheriff. So it's a lot. It's it's a mess. And it's the exact type of mess that I like to see. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. I'm going to watch the season that my friend produced because why not? But... Yeah, that's what I've been watching this week. And if you're watching it, I think I'm watching season three. Okay. If I'm being certain. They're in Phoenix. That's where the um, jail is that they are in. And it's a time. It's too much going on. And, yeah, I am really enjoying it. So if you like prison shows... Sixty Days In, it's on Hulu. If you wanna skip the commercials, I understand. Go to Hulu first. See if you like it. Then go to Annie and watch some of the newer seasons. Alright. I don't know how many more seasons I'm gonna watch because let me tell you, when I watch shows like this, mm-hmm. I can't watch them back to back. <laughs> so although I'm almost done with this season already, because it also goes really fast. Like I watched like four episodes, and then before I knew, it, I'm like, I'm already on episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to watch the other season. I'm have to watch something else in between it.
1: Because
0: prison shows are a lot at times, but yeah. I just couldn't. Like, I had to watch it once I figured out what it was about. Cause I'm like, why would you willingly? Sign up for this? Yeah, like that's still actually my underlying question. Yeah, I had to, I had to see what type of people were on here because I couldn't imagine ever volunteering myself to not me. <laughs> I'm going to jail to be a snitch? No, like not only it's not even about the snitch
1: part. I'm going to jail. No. Well, like, hey, I'm going to jail, but I, I'm not going to jail because I belong in jail. I'm okay. going to jail serving the purpose of being a snitch in jail. Yeah, they're trying to get the tea to bring it back to the,
0: the head sheriff. And I would just like to say jails abolish them because the way that they treat people is so inhumane and disgusting. That's what I think. And then. In the back of my head I'm like, but are you inhumane and disgusting for watching this? <laughs> I think I don't want the answer to that to be yes. So I'm gonna say no, but I'm I'm getting insight and I'm I'm gonna advocate on their behalf because it's not okay. So abolish all jails. I don't know what we're gonna do with the justice system, but it's a mess anyway. So we might as well it abolish them and figure it out. You know? It is a mess, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's me. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. If you want to watch it, if you do watch it, you want to talk to me about it, you know <laughs> where to find me because I love me a good crime. What you been watching?
1: Um. Okay. A completely different ends of the spectrum. Like always. Oh, like always. <laughs> um. But there are actually two things that I want to say. Um. One of them is Bad Sisters on... Apple TV. Okay. Plus. Is it Apple TV? Whatever. Apple TV Plus. Um, so it is um, so it's sisters. I think there's five of them. Um, they're adults, they're grown adults. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is married to a man that sucks. <laughs> and all the other sisters hate him and basically want to free her from him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it's entertaining because I'm like, I'm, I'm trying not to give too much away. Um, but it's entertaining because they do the thing that I, I wish that other people would just do sometimes in TV shows, not in real life in TV shows <laughs> because. I'll be getting mad. So I <laughs> so I like that they are asking the question or doing testing the boundaries of what happens when you actually do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um so Bass Sisters on OptiPlay plus it's fun. It's funny at times. I
0: was just supposed yeah. to ask is it a comedy?
1: It's not just, like, strictly a comedy. Like, I'm not, like, laughing the whole time, but there are, like, funny moments. Like, there are comedic moments. There's, like, legitimate jokes and stuff in it. Um, but I guess it's also, like, a bit of a drama, too, because the husband, like, legitimately, like, is, like, an awful person. And so these circumstances that, like, his wife and daughter and in, it's unfortunate. Um, so I should watch it. Honestly, you can check it out. But I was hesitant to say that because it's not American. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm
0: going to be flexible. I got two shows that I'm adding to my flexible list. Okay. And we're just going to work with it. Yeah. I'm, just because Shoshana, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch the whole, what's the name? Heartstopper? Uh huh, Heartstopper. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm coming to
1: it because. Because of y'all, so... We should. It's also super short. Like, the episodes are, like, not 30 minutes, and the season was maybe 8 or 10 episodes.
0: All right. Y'all got me, Shoshana. I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I'm going to report back
1: to y'all. So be on the lookout for that. Will do. Now, the other show I want to talk about, but I've only seen the first episode of, is Heartbreak High on Netflix. Okay. Which just got released i want to say within this past like week or we gonna have um i want to say within this past week i think in like wednesday maybe but no. i've seen the first episode and it's like a, a teen drama it's also not american um i don't know okay. i don't know where they're at like it's feeling like it could be australia or what's the one new <laughs> Zealand? the one that's like kind of close to australia
0: Y'all going to learn her geography skills are horrible.
1: <laughs> am I wrong?
0: <laughs> they are very close to each other. There's just close. a little bit of water between okay, okay,
1: So yeah, it's those two. And people confuse those two accents. And I'm probably people because okay. I am ignorant and I don't know. So this show, I believe, is one of those. Okay. In one of those areas. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just like teen drama. It doesn't seem like it's too much. Like Euphoria can be too much because, you know, them struggles trauma. are just, what, just too much. Like, My oh, can we get deep. some, just, I just want a little bit of regular teen drama, you know? <laughs> so I think this is a bit more regular and um, we'll have interesting like character dynamics. And I, I think it'll be good. Again, only seen one episode. I think there are eight and I will be watching all eight of them. Okay, cool.
0: I want to, before we move on to movies, yeah. as a reminder, Abbott Elementary comes back this week.
1: Oh yeah, the 21st. 20... First. First. Make yes, sure y'all Wednesday. watch it. The Wednesday of Modern Family slot, yes. Make sure y'all watch it. Shout out to
0: the show. Shout out to Quentin for winning out. her award, that mm-hmm. Emmy. Shout out to Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph. Mm-hmm. She, man... Why was I, now you know I don't ever watch stuff like this. I literally only crap. turned it on for that show. That is the only reason I turned the Emmys on. Why was I crying? I don't mm. have nothing to do with this show. <laughs> Why am I crying? You didn't write nothing. You just sat there and enjoyed it. And you mm-hmm. sitting here crying. I love us for
1: real. Well, those really- us, I mean everybody black. <laughs> Those awards were uh, very much deserved in my opinion. So, very much deserved. I am
0: extremely happy for them and I am extremely excited to see season 2. Mm-hmm. It What's... is one of my favorite shows, I can say that with confidence.
1: Yes. And they got a full season order, so there should be what twenty, twenty two episodes this season. Oh yes,
0: thank the Lord because <laughs> that was not enough. That was not enough. I watched all those episodes last season. I watched every episode at least twice.
2: Mm-hmm. At
0: least, I'm just gonna say that I didn't always tell everybody when I was rewatching episodes. <laughs> I'm like, y'all know I'm a rewatch queen, and if I like it, I will rewatch it, and I rewatched some of those episodes. A lot of times. One, specifically, I remember I watched five times. I'm not going to say what episode it was. Don't five look at me. Don't no. ask. Nope.
1: What do you mean you're not going to say which one? I need to know which episode it was. I feel like
0: you probably know which episode it was. Do I know? Yes. No. Yes.
1: The one where he was rapping? Yes. Okay. I watched
0: that episode five times. I absolutely <laughs> did. Because I couldn't. And every time I saw it, it was like the first time. I should watch it again today.
1: I haven't I watched it in a while. You. I would not judge.
0: The way that I left the episode, oh my goodness. Like that's something I need to keep in my toolkit for when I have a bad day. Turn that mm-hmm.
1: on. That was a bad Turn like, day turned that. into a
0: bad moment.
1: Like I am not mad at that. That really was a funny episode. Um
0: I saw this like compilation on Twitter. I feel like I seen it. You and Taylor. Yeah,
1: I've also seen it on TikTok too. Someone mm-hmm. likes to report it
0: that right there that enough that gave me all my laughs too just put all the jokes in one video
1: like the best moments we love that And this moment it is, yes the okay well first off the people cannot see what you're doing that's fine
2: <laughs> everybody yeah. knows if you know there's you know a special,
1: there's a special handshake moment um with the love make it rain
0: part yeah yes so make sure you are watching Abbott Elementary this week on Wednesdays every Wednesday don't just watch this week watch it every Wednesday Right. All right. I did not watch any movies at all, but mm-hmm. I plan on going to see The Woman King. Okay. Eventually. Hopefully sooner than later. Okay. You know, uh, movies are not in, one and one. We don't go hand in hand, but I'm going to try.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, one of my co-workers was talking about how she's going to see that movie Um. just the other day. Uh, so I also have not actually watched uh, a movie. But I will mm-hmm. be watching a movie later today, and I am certain... I'm almost positive, I'm almost 100% positive that I will enjoy this movie. you going to the movies? No, girl. I'm watching on Netflix. I did think about going to the movies because I do want to see The Barbarian, which is a horror movie. Oh,
0: I saw Kenya posted that on her story. She was like, does anybody <laughs> want to go to see this with me? And I was like, I'm glad I don't live at home. Cause <laughs> not me. I mean, I want to see it, but then I'm like scary movies and then me having to come back to my house by myself Mm -hmm. they don't mix but you tell me how scary (laughs) it
1: is (laughs) well uh that's not what i'm going to see today um i do want to see it and i i think i think that i'll get i think i think i'm gonna do it um not because I'm like – it's not – the hesitancy is not that I'm scared to see this movie. The mm-hmm. hesitancy is that I'm lazy and don't like leaving my house, right? Let's just put that out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, just want to set the record straight. <laughs> um, but the movie that I intend to watch today is on Netflix and it's called Do Revenge. And um, Camilla Mendez, Veronica Lodge from Riverdale is in it. And – I want to say Maya Hawke, uh, who's in Stranger Things, and also the daughter of uh, Ethan Hawk or whatever. She's in it. And I think that they, like, are two girls that get scorned, possibly, by, like, dudes. And then they decide to do revenge. Okay. Let me know how that is. I will. And it's just, like it looks like a combination of all the things that i enjoy and i saw someone describe it as or can you send me a tweet actually mm-hmm. and i actually didn't read the whole thing but i do think that i saw the word clueless john tucker must die and maybe mean girls i think i saw all of those things at the, in the same place and first off you know how i feel about clueless you yep. know how i feel about mean girls and you know how i feel about john tucker must die yeah. i love that movie You're
0: definitely going to enjoy the movie if it is a culmination of those things.
1: Right. So do Revenge and uh, I will report back if I actually do like it or not, though. Cool. Now, I don't really have any
0: books. That's okay. I recommend this week because honestly, I haven't been reading. Well, actually, that's a lie. I can't recommend a book. I forgot me and my sister started reading a book together.
1: Oh, you started. Oh, you just
0: started. I do remember. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. So it's not a children's book. I am going to get a children's book in here next week. I'm thinking about doing a picture book, though, because I was at work and we have this like shelf of all these like books in there and I saw a whole bunch of picture books, but a lot of mine are not in the house right now. So Mm -hmm. that's the problem because I can't see them, but I'm going to either pick one up or think about one of my favorites. But for this week, I am reading All About Love by Bell Hooks with my sister. And we literally just started, but I know so many people have read this book already and it is like everything to so many people. Um, but I am excited to really get into it. And yeah, we only read, what, the first two chapters maybe? Um But I'm excited. So next week, in addition to the children's book, I'm going to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about this book because me and Tyler haven't had time to like really sit and talk about it together yet. So I will bring like a little summary of our thoughts together next week to share about what we think about it so far. And I've been reading for work and like school. Yeah. Which, you know, nobody wants to hear about that. So (laughs) you don't want to hear about coaching for equity. Although it's a great book.
2: That's Mm -hmm. the title
0: by Elena Aguilar. Okay. It's a very um, interesting way for me to like get my foot into the coaching door. Mm -hmm. And everything we do is in the name of equity. So.
1: All right. Stop in the name of equity. (laughs) So, yeah you read anything you read any books i don't know you asked me that girl I i'm did. gonna ask
0: every week because one of these don't weeks you're gonna be like actually i did bro. i read like a comic book i read yeah. like a booklet well
1: speaking of comic books low-key i'm trying to get the paper girls um graphic RIP novels paper or I comic movies, right, R.I.P. Up. Paper Girls because that was just disrespectful and then it's like people told me in the comments that the, the it's not the same like the storylines aren't really the same in the comics mm. and the, in the show so it's a okay. little bit disappointing but people love those comics so maybe I will give them a try um, but I've also never read a comic like ever so. I don't think I
0: have either for real like, not sat and actually read. Like, my kids would read them, and I would sit there like, oh, that looks so good. Like, you like this? And I'm like, that's not my thing. I mm-hmm. don't even know.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. Um. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: if you are still here, as you should be, we mm-hmm, need some horror stories. Send us your horror stories. Any horror story from your classroom experience. It doesn't have to be, like... You know, scary necessarily, but like some yeah. that went wrong <laughs> in the classroom. There are so many things right now I could think of. I know my horror story. It will forever haunt me. Okay. You know my horror story too. Yeah. Because we were just yeah. talking about it, how it was embarrassing, also. Mm-hmm. But send us, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send us your horror stories. Send us your horror stories. We will not share any names. They will all be anonymous. So feel free to tell your story. Feel free to tell somebody else's horror story that you might have heard through the grapevine. Right. I just, We just want we want to hear them all. We
1: just want um, a story.
0: Can, we just want a story. Um, you can send an email to carpettimeconfessions at gmail.com and just make the subject line horror story so I know to
1: include it when we need it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the playlist? The playlist. Oh, we have playlists. Um, on both Apple Music and Spotify, uh, we have playlists that include all the songs that we've recommended. Uh, the vibe is definitely all over the place, but sure that could be fun. You know,
0: it sure uh, is. <laughs> you might get a little. You know, I don't even know. The. <laughs> the the vibes are there don't whatever vibe you're looking for is there that's just go check
1: it out oh it will be you can find it there (laughs) um and anything else any other announcements before we skedaddle um no announcements just make sure you follow us on instagram at carpet time confessions and on twitter at ct underscore confession no s Oh, and make sure you come back next week and join us on the carpet. And if you like, you know, what you hear, you love the vibe, leave us a
0: great review. Hint, emphasis on great review. Only great. Subpar. No, we're not doing subpar. (laughs) If you are interested in coming on the podcast, you would love to come and share your story with us. We would love to have you love to hear it. You can go to carpettimeconfessions.com and click the interest form to fill that out. And we will be in contact with you so that we can have you on the pod. All right, dude. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Me too. What <laughs> you about to eat? I
1: have no idea.
0: Oh, I'm about to tear this Indian food up. Oh, it's right. been waiting on me for so long and I'm finally ready to eat before I'm back on the run for the day. I feel like mm-hmm. I've been moving since seven o'clock this morning. I'm so moving Yep. And I'm ready to come back in this house and sit down. I know that for sure. <laughs> All right. We will see y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>